This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. We're in the pub. You would never believe it because it's like a library in this pub. We've, I think everyone's left. We were uh, chatting about football and Brentford and uh, the whole pub has uh, left. But we've still got our points. Supping away, which is the best way to go when you're talking about football a couple of days before yet another big game. Good weekend last weekend. We played Ipswich and things Pretty much went our way. We'll probably talk about that, or we will definitely talk about that in a little bit. But I'm Billy Grant, and I'm here with a few mates in the pub, as I said. Dave Lane. Afternoon, mate. It's, um, it's probably the, the trendiest, worst pub in the world, really. Um, <laughs> yes, it is like a library. It's like, uh, it's like uh, the Hammersmith end at Fulham, I'd say, in here, really. Indeed. The Hammersmith end at Fulham, which will be uh, quaking in its boots in a, in a few weeks' time, possibly. When the sort of six or seven thousand bees descend down the river. Well, it looks like yeah, it looks like it's seven thousands really. I mean, you know, going by the news, we we'll talk about this in a bit, but um, yeah, it's, it's quite impressive. The, uh, the the bees. Why you know? Why would you want to miss this game? To be honest, you know, it could be a, it could be a playoff clinching match. Um, local rivals. You no, know, our home attendances have been absolutely phenomenal this year. Why would you Why would you want to miss Fulham? So uh, yeah, seven thousand probably. Oh yeah, come on you bees. Fingers crossed, yes. And we also have Mr Nick Carthew, oh, Liberal Nick. How are you doing? Yeah, good, 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 good. Just um, just recovering from uh, taking an hour to get out of Ipswich. So, uh, you know, it's taken me uh, an hour to get up here, taking me an hour to get out of Ipswich. That was a bit of a nightmare, actually. I mean, I'll say that. I mean, I was lucky enough to be staying down there, so I didn't... I didn't, I didn't see that activity as such, but I, as I walked to the pub by the river... Well, all I all I was consoled by the fact was that um, people I was driving with told me that Cliff Crown was stuck in the t- st- same traffic jam. So if I was in the same traffic jam as Cliff Crown, it must have been a pretty good traffic jam. Indeed, <coughs> indeed. So, uh, but yeah, that was a good day out, indeed. But we will talk about that in a little bit. We also have a new addition to the podcast this time. We have got Mr. Lou Boyd, Lord Lou Can, as they call him. Lou, how you doing? Welcome to the Besotted Studio, the pub. Do you like the vibe? I love it. I love I love the Zephyr seats. I love the uh, Art Deco meets Ikea interior. I like the giant lamp. I feel like we're in a hospitality end at Emirates or something like that. That's right. Well, you know, we try to make you feel as home as possible. But listen, mate, good to see you. Today, like I said, having a few beers there, talking about football. We're going to talk about the game on Saturday against Ipswich. But before we have a chat, first of all, let's go back to the pub and let's hear what both the Ipswich and the Brentford fans had to say after the match. No, I'm really happy with that, actually, just so long as we stay ahead of them. It's just, you know, we played well and that's the important thing. We're still in the game. 
Yeah, that's the important thing. So long as we stay in there, you know, it's all up to us. Well, the thing is, we couldn't have been any worse than we were when we played them uh, at home. Uh, probably, maybe Ipswich, maybe should have had it. Just, second half. Just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we've done all right. Yeah. We'll take it draw. But I think when Harley come on, though, he settled the things that... Uh, in the, the back four a lot better. Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you think future? Do you think Harley might play on Saturday? I hope so. I hope so. I do like him. I do like him. He made a little mistake at Charlton, but you know he's got to learn from it, and he probably has done. Well, ball claims across, didn't it? That was open goal. No one in there, and what did he do? Skied it. You know what? You're asking a first. You're asking a 22 goal top scoring. Come on the bench. Championship. Scorer to put it in the back of the net and he's put it over the bar. That was our moment, yeah. They lost belief, I think the crowd lost a little bit of belief. And I'm I'm thinking that, you know, at that moment we need some some fresh legs, we need somebody with a bit of guile. And unfortunately, you know, for all the good management skills that Mick McCarthy's got, he took the wrong man off. Freddie Sears, he's alive, he's playing on the shoulder of the defender, you're playing a high line, Freddie's the man to get behind him. I've never seen anything quite like it, to be honest. Um, a very physical game, enjoyable, confrontational, exciting, um, but not a, not a football game. Um, a draw is a fair result, take a point all day long. On that performance, you probably, you'd have to agree, neither side really played much football. Um, but we know how we can play, and I know I know how they can play because we've seen them play very well. They miss obviously miss McGoldrick playing up front is a very good player. But I wouldn't count them out. Count them out of it. You know, you see how the other results go this today. Anything can happen. You see Birmingham score twice in injury time today. Anything can happen. Yeah, I think a draw was probably fair. Um, they probably had the better chances. We had more possession, uh, essentially, on what was a poor pitch. Um, we pretty much got drawn into playing their style of football, which obviously doesn't suit us. Um, really physical side. We saw that at Griffin Park, and, and they shut us down better than any team that I've seen certainly this season. Um, that's their, that's the way they play. But yeah, certainly you know, stops the rot away from home. A point's certainly better than no points. We're obviously still in the playoffs. It's not only important, obviously, to be in it, but psychologically it's important to stay in that top six. Um, Forest obviously won again today. Um, I don't think we need to be overly worried about them. I think they've probably left it a little bit too late. Um, obviously, we just need to keep, keep doing what we're doing and essentially not worry about anyone else. It's, it's Brentford. We're not, you know, we need to carry on playing the way we've been playing. We'll be absolutely fine. So that was the Ipswich and Brentford fans, what they thought about the one-all draw at Portman Road. Bees fans, pretty happy with that. Ipswich fans, well, I mean, it was just one of those things that, one of the results that just, I suppose, happened for them. They really wanted to get a win out of the game, but they didn't quite get the win. And I think at the end of the day, the Bees fans were happier than the Ipswich fans. What do you think, boys, about that Saturday? It was a good day out and all, wasn't it? It was a good day out, yeah. Um, good Good boozer beforehand. I thought Greyhound was uh, yeah quality pub. Most expensive jacket potato I've ever seen in my life. Seven pounds for a seven pound for a jacket spud. You know we we campaigning for twenties plenty, Bill. But I think it's, uh, this this potato prices need to be capped, especially especially when you're up in Suffolk and Norfolk. I think oh, I should should have gone for the Suffolk ham sandwich. Yeah. It was good value, four pounds. It was seven great for a you know, spud. Special yeah. organic. Uh, Suffolk potatoes. Not that big, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not uh, about the size. Anyway, distracted, really? distracted me from the game. All I could, it's all I rip off Britain, rip off bloody Spurs. What was the campaign then? So yeah, need to get, need to get, need to get bias on the case. Um, yeah, so but it was definitely, definitely a point one, not not two points dropped. I think, and um, you know, we're we're always going to remember that brilliant, brilliant miss at the beginning of the second half, which really I think. That that was the deciding. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we would have come back um, again from being another goal down. Um, well, that was Murphy right Murphy, in front of the goal. Yeah, I mean he scored. He, he scored a poacher's goal to put him one up, and he missed that absolute swell. You know, I'm sure he's, he, he hasn't had a great great week's sleep after that, um, and he'll always be reminded about it. I'm going to ask you though. Do you do you think that's the kind of thing that normally happens to us? Well, it, it did remind me of Bob Taylor's miss at Huddersfield in the playoffs at that time, yeah. where we, you know, we were jumping up and down thinking the ball was in, and he, you know, contrived to miss it. You know, there was no action replay to, you know, back then. I didn't see it because I was, I was at the game, but you know, he went with it with his wrong foot, and um, 
he uh, he skied it. So uh, you'll be able to watch it forevermore. It will appear on one of those Danny Dyer, Danny Baker crap, you know, yeah. worst misses of the century yeah. videos because yeah. it was the worst. It was the worst one that I'd ever seen, and I I did see it back on Saturday night on the football show. Weird. By God, I can't understand how he could have missed that. I mean, well, you know, I'm just he glad could have knocked just... it in with any part how, of his body. How many times did you replay it? I've got to ask you how many because I, I replayed about. 15 or 16 times to try and work out exactly did it bobble did he what 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 went he, down there he went with his he went with his left foot and and it, it was slightly behind him and rather than letting it come across his right sound like, in, sound like so expert then, I, I, sort of, I, I assume the replays on the football league show uh, yeah, Steve, but if it was you Steve Claridge yeah. yeah you let it come across you and tap in we had one what two three years ago Jeffrey Schlup remember he, he rounded the keeper and smashed it into the crossbar from yeah, about three yards yeah, yeah, and he'd, yeah, yeah. he'd just come on and you knew the guy was special but you think that could destroy someone if they're 18 or 19. But that wasn't not the Wembley? No, 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 no was that, front, that was the post. In front of Ealing Road. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he, and now, well look at him now, look at him now, he's, just, he's given up being a striker, he's making a living as a fullback yeah. now and, and being moderately unsuccessful in the Premiership. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was uh, an amazing, an amazing miss, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an amazing miss, and and um, I think it set the tone for the for the rest of the half. I, I don't think Ipswich had quite the belief. You know, I think if they just scored a second, they might score a third. Um, and I think um, there were parts of the game where Brentford did look great. I thought, um, but we still didn't quite look that sharp up front. We we looked like we were missing a, a striker. We we were missing teeth. Um, the approach play was great. We we played some really intricate, pretty stuff. Um, we looked like a very, very good football team, which we are, but we are lacking. You know, we 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 don't we didn't get the ball behind their defence really more than once, um, where they were they were dissecting us pretty much not at will, but you know they got behind our defence a lot, which led to more being taken off ultimately. You know, we we they they had the better chances, although we had the better possession. Um, and we came away with a point. So you know, if you if you look at it, on, you're looking at it on the on the on the whole, um, and you know, looking at it as um, a point towards promotion, I, th- I think it was one of the one of the better points that we've that we've we've earned away on our travels. So it's our first first draw against the team above us, as well. Yeah, and it's only yeah. a, you know only our fifth draw of the season, which mm. you know it, it, it did seem quite it, it seemed kind of weird. I must admit, it's like sleeping on the wrong side of the bed. It just didn't. Something didn't, didn't quite. It felt normal, but not quite right. I think that was, that was apart from Norwich. That was the only point away from home we've got from the team above us as well. The win at Norwich and one point there. Four four points. Derby. 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 That was Derby. at home. That oh, was yeah. away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Lost to Bournemouth. Uh, lost to Watford. Oh, but lost I'd, to I'd say that also though. But in that game, I mean, they. One thing about um, Ipswich, to be fair to them, because you know after seeing them play against. Norwich, which I thought they were very poor, um, and then obviously they 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 also lost to Leeds in the midweek. So you know we were fairly confident going into this game, and what they did again, which is what they're very good at doing, like they did at Griffin Park, they came out the blocks very quickly, scored that goal, bang! You know it was very annoying that they scored that goal, but we got the goal back again. But I thought after we got the goal back, we looked like we were going to really take the game to them. I thought yeah. we were sort of, sort of pulling them apart. I don't right? think they were as good good on Saturday as they were against us on Boxing Day no, in fact they looked a, sh- looked a shadow of the team that they were against us on Boxing Day yeah. uh, and I couldn't quite work out what um, what McCarthy had changed because I'm not a footballing ta- tactic expert yeah, but they were playing a bit more hoofball a lot of injuries a lot of injuries well, yeah, part of the reason like I said to you is, is McGoldrick isn't playing yeah. you know so McGoldrick isn't the playmaker um, they had a few players that were missing so basically the whole midfield they couldn't do that midfield thing so they were just trying to get the ball up to the man early um, but, you know that's that part of the game but also that was the best game that they've played against us for quite a while so uh, ever since then they've been sort of kind of stringing together results and they just haven't got the same confidence as they had before and if you listen to the Ipswich fans before the game and uh, great Ipswich fans brilliant really lovely bunch of people quite level headed down to earth they haven't got that sort of arrogance that you know the other fans may be in that position or have been up there have at all they, they kind of reminded us of us to a certain extent you know in the stadium which is obviously you know, holds more people, but in in effect, they're sort of self-deprecating. They took the piss out of themselves. They well, even even when they're at their pomp, you know, they were always seen as slightly the underdogs. You know, yeah. when they were winning Europe and they were winning FA Cups and they were competing at the top of the the, 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 the top division, yeah. it was always in spite of, not because of. And yeah. they, they've they've retained that sort of um, 
for that. They've always had their feet on the ground. They've been seen as a kind of a breeding club as well. You know, when they had Robson, Bobby Robson was their manager. He was he was kind of a conveyor belt, and they were they were kind of um, they were cultivating players that went on to better things and or, or bigger things. So um, yeah, they they they've got the right ethos. So they, they, he's a he's a great football club. And I, but I, but talking about their fans, it doesn't didn't seem to be a lot of belief. In, in the atmosphere, there was no, no. I, I didn't, there was no real singing, there was no. no actual, there was no atmosphere as such. They, they're on a bad run though, well, badish relative to being in the top yeah, two. Yeah, you, you, know, you think the nerve setting is. a point it, behind the playoffs. Is that, that relative? What was, the crowd, what was the crowd as well? How many were there? 20, 20 odd thousand. I mean, it's 20 odd, there's 20 yeah, odd yeah, thousand yeah. people in the stadium. I've got to correct myself because Ipswich, you know, I'm talking like they were above us, but they, they were above us and they've dropped out playoffs. So you think that, you know, if we've been we've been on the cusp, you know, floating about fourth down. But if you're someone like Bournemouth, Borough, Derby, Ipswich, and you've been first, second, third, fourth for a good couple of months, and then suddenly at, at the business end you plop out of the, out of the playoffs, I, I, I think you start I think you're absolutely spot on. But I, I think because of Ipswich, their history, they're an educated bunch. They know they're not good enough to go up, and they know they're probably not good enough to get into the playoffs. And I think the fact that there was a lack of atmosphere, I, th- I think, kind of like the underlying trend is they they know, you know, they, they, there's a good, still always a chance of them getting in there. But I, I think they've been there and seen it and done it so, and, uh, enough times to know that it's, it it may not be their year. Well, I was going to say I wouldn't mind meeting them in the playoffs again. If 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 that were the team that we had to meet in the playoffs, it, I wouldn't mind I meeting mean, them over two legs. Who's our biggest threat then for? for our place in the playoffs at the minute, and from from below, it's got to be Wolves, Wolves. and them, and the you know Forest pro- Bury Forest out. probably that, drag themselves in it. The game with Griffin Park in in, in a month or so, it's gonna that, that's that's going to be really important. If we can negate that, if we can get a point in that match, I mean, really, you know, anything is still possible this season, and we shouldn't actually rule out finishing top. You know, the, the, well, we're, well, we're not going down. No, <laughs> that's ruled out. I'm getting all my tits now. Like. Yeah, I know, yeah. I think I mean I think we're safety, finally, fourth in the league, but we're safe. <laughs> I think we're at the situation of it's um, seven it's six teams from seven. I actually don't think there are, there are eight teams. So who's out so Wolves on in it, eh? No, I don't think Wolves are in it. Oh, that's well, interesting. I, I, I think well, you're spot on and you've got to, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna go for the mathematical modelling and looking at yes. the stats they don't, they don't score enough goals. We don't score enough goals, and they score ten less than us. So they but we w- but we win or lose. Yeah. Well, no, because yeah. we drew on Saturday. No, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But it's rare. But in general, we win or lose. That's we, the reason no, why we, we have, are where we, we have, are. We have won or lost. Ah. Dave made oh. the very Dave made the very good point last week. I think it was that you know all the, all that we need to do is win, draw, lose, win, draw, lose, win, draw, lose, and we're there. Or I think people are mucking about with those calculator games. Yes. You know where you yeah. you predict that we're going to beat. Wigan six 0 at home to sneak into second or whatever. People doing that to torture themselves. We might we might draw every game for the rest of the yeah. season. The average, what would they say? The average, the average for a playoff place is about 75, 76 points. So yeah. if we win all the home games and lose all the away games, we're there still. Mm. You know, I think we'll lose a couple. I think we'll draw a couple. Um, but I think we'll, we'll we'll win at least four or five. Yeah. I, mean, I know I know we'll go on and talk about Cardiff in depth, but the other. Thing is not to forget is, is Blackburn. Um, that trip to Blackburn, you know, I I think we're visiting Blackburn at the right time. Yeah, they'll still be thinking, they'll still be thinking about the cup. They've got to be, haven't they? About that cup replay against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, if we can get, if we, I I think we should go go for a win at Blackburn. I really do think we should go all out. Oh, we will go. Really oh, we will go for a win. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> you can't yeah, do anything yeah. else but. Um, you know, no mucking around. Let's you know, let's really really go for go for the Blackburn. Go for the jugular there. I mean, just coming back to Saturday again, and we've got to talk about Saturday because it's interesting. We obviously had a disappointing game at Birmingham, then we had Huddersfield where we got it back in flow, and we, you know, we, we did pretty well against uh, against Huddersfield. Uh, Liam Moore had a terrible game against Birmingham, but then you know he literally had come into the side in a in a day. But Huddersfield he sorted himself out. Um, Saturday was an interesting situation, wasn't it? Because we had Liam Moore who was. Um, teamed up with Tarkowski at the back um, but the Ipswich fans if you look around and hear what they said you know, in the interview and also if you look on the forums they just, they thought that Brentford have got no chance of going up because any side with a defence like that literally they said they were absolutely awful now the thing is that that game probably wasn't you know we've had almost defensive mistakes but we haven't been as awful I mean that game we were just 
we were almost like nervous. We were just making loads of mistakes and it was almost a little bit embarrassing. I mean, for their goal, you know, Liam all slipped well, over. And... There, were, there, were two, there were two slips, weren't there? Um, um, uh, just when we thought we'd got it cracked, it's, it seemed, I mean, the, the, the defensive set up at home to, um, to Huddersfield, we looked rock solid. Um, and then, you know, a few days later on, we looked, we looked shaky again. It looks actually, it, you know, Ipswich. It actually looked worse than than when we had, you know, Dean and um, Tarky at the back, or Dean and Craig when we were, you know, we were worried about that and sort of calling for change or sort of suggesting that Warburton might change it for the weekend. Moore, I thought, had a brilliant game against Huddersfield, and you know, he was subbed subbed against um, Ipswich. Whether he was injured or not, I don't know, but I, I've got a feeling he wasn't. I've got, I've got, I've got to ask a question. Do, do you think that maybe we had a situation because, like, when Ipswich came to us, they 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 battered us. They just like ripped us apart at home. And do you think that there was this almost like this second, third thinking where the kind of the nerves are, yeah, what if Murphy does this and what if we do that? And no. they were sort of making mistakes and there's nerves. You know, and... It was a different back too. It was Dean and Craig got ripped apart because they knew that Craig is fairly lit also played the long balls over to him and they pressed Dean really hard so that he didn't have any time on the ball. Tarkowski's better on the ball than Dean and much more comfortable. But it's, you know, it's, it's uh, the back force it's changing so much. We've got Dallas at left back one week. We've got Moses who's doing a brilliant job. You know, we've got to remember this guy might be playing attacking midfield and right wing next year, next season because that's where it, you know that's where he's, so this is still his first season. So we've got defenders that are learning to get on with each other and learn their trade and quite a young back four as well with it. So you've got you've, you've got experienced pros. You've got people like Jay Tab. You know, he he knows how to pull someone out of position and how to how to pick a pass around the back. I think you could probably have too much of the same thing where we've got young, fast, frenzied defence, so no one calms down, which was that was Craig's big angle, so maybe it will fall a button, and, and at the start of the season, Button was a bit meek and quiet, but he seems to, people have got a bit more trust with him, he, he owns his box a lot more now. Moore looked doped on Saturday, I mean, he looked as though somebody had slipped in the Mickey Finn before the game, because I mean, he really did look a different player than he did against Huddersfield. The other thing I would say, is, uh, picking up on your point, Lou, is that uh, Moses... I think he's looking really tired as well, and I just wonder whether actually um, giving him a rest, yeah, Saturday, yeah, give him a rest, start McCormack, bring Moses on if it's necessary. Play more, um, or play Moses in a, in a more or, forward role. Well, I, I would actually argue that perhaps perhaps give him a rest, you know, if stick, we can, him on stick him on the bench, and if we need to, bring him on. Um, it's quite odd down, down, down that right side the last couple of years, we've, we've sort of staffed it out of necessity yeah. with Logan playing overlapping wing back and then we've got McCormack dropping in from defensive midfield with you know not since the glorious days of Adam Newton and John Halls have we had an out and out <laughs> right back you know so it, it, you know I suppose if you're good enough you, you're fit enough but it's the same, same with Gray Gray's, Gray hit that wall a couple of weeks ago where you saw he was tired the 90 minutes up and down I'm sure Bidwell probably it's good for him to have a break for the three games yeah these players these players like Dallas and, and if Dallas was playing week in week out but interesting you say about Gray because you know, that was a big question in the pub you know we actually thought that it was going to stick with Long in the team and we were actually quite surprised to see Gray start not because we were slightly, you know slightly Gray but we just thought this this whole him coming off the bench thing kind of worked quite well and, and, and it, as it long did, as it did work well but I think with Gray you get um, he's, he's more robust so what you do is you, you can play it up to him and, and he's got the he's got that physique where he can hold the ball up and then you've got a midfield that can then bomb on up and he brings other people into play. Long's more of a take a turn and run onto it. He's, he's kind of like, you know, he's, he's more speed and youth. Um, and maybe maybe they thought that Ipswich, uh, Ipswich they needed to play the one up front and then defend a little bit deeper so that they weren't pulled out of shape and then you know bring others into play by holding the ball up. But you know, just going back to Moore very briefly, I, I, I expected a little bit more out of Moore. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, more, I, more. Cause, uh, you know a, a, right, um, at Birmingham I thought he was okay. And then um, I said he, I said to a few people before the game, oh yeah, he's, he's all right, he's okay. And then um, they said, well, bloody hell, he's really great against against Huddersfield. And then again, uh, again against Ipswich, he was back to you know, know not, not so good. So on the, on the, on I just thought he'd be consistently at a higher level. And obviously, you know, we'll see what happens on Saturday. You know, I, I think at, at Griffin Park we are seemingly right on the front foot, and we have a different mindset. I think we've lost that slight confidence um, away from home. The way we there was a, there was a time at Norwich and um, and Forest, Cardiff yeah. and Forest there seemed to be 
um, an, invi an invincibility of confidence. We went out there and we were sure we were going to win and we went out and did. I think there's a grain of doubt um, and uh, it might be because we're a little bit weak at the back still. But certainly not the goalie. The goalie's just, you know, probably man of the match. Okay, well, he got, well, he got, yeah, he got besotted man of the match again. Um, button at Ipswich and a lot of people are saying, what does that say about our defence? You know, I mean, <clears throat> the flip side I'll say about that is that, don't forget, um, we're uh, sixth in the league and we expected to be 19th, but, you know. You know and, and, and I, there is an argument that says, look, can we stop messing around with defence because no no team in the world has got a rock-solid defence week in, week out. Some, it's about consistency do, as well. Do you know what? If you score enough, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's that's, that's, that's what that's, we do. We attack. That's always uh, yeah. The teams, the teams at the top three or four are always capable of scoring two or three in a game. You know, the teams we've had that in the past. I thought that was under under Rosler. That was a big problem. That we often, if we conceded two, we were definitely gonna gonna lose or draw. We weren't gonna win. We weren't gonna go toe to toe in the scrap. But it's, 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 it, I think for, one of the things for Moore as well to bear in mind, he's been on the, on the back foot at Leicester, taking poundings all week, all all season. And that must might do something to someone that makes them a bit more cautious. Um, well, I was going to say uh, that that's probably Moore's performance might be why Leicester let him go out on loan actually, because actually he's not consistent enough um, and has in inconsistencies on that one. Bill, can I just pick you up on the one thing you said as well, yeah. which I think is really important. At Christmas, I'd agreed with you that we're in sixth place, we're happy because we thought we might be in nineteenth place. I don't think that that attitude has got to disappear now. We are in sixth place. Yes, we yes, are we're sacking real... our manager, no. apparently. So, yes, <laughs> we were, our manager, you know. our manager is not renewing his contract. Um, we're not we are, anything. You know, we're we should now be really positive and saying, look, we are playoff at least contenders. We could be automatic contenders. None of this, none of this nineteenth bit. You know. No, no, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, but no, I, I, I completely, I can see that point of view as well. However, I think. The thing is, the thing that is sort of the one ingredient that's, that's causing this to slightly not derail is that we, we, we're not potent enough up front. When we were, um, our defensive weaknesses almost didn't count. But, but now, if we're not quite sharp up, up the business end, um, you know, every time we concede one, you kind of you're wondering whether we're going to get one back. But what I'm, what I'm saying here, and I'm, I'm defending my point, here, my, my point here, is what I'm trying to say is that you, you, you've got the situation with people always want to moan. So what they'll do is that they'll moan about this and the defence. Yes, of course we want to be better, but the fact is that we have stepped up from League One and we're doing bloody well at the moment now. We expect to be 19th, we are 6th. Yes, there are defensive problems. We're still doing better than Bournemouth last season who everyone was jumping up and down about how they've done. At the end of the day, yes, if we got a striker in, yeah, we probably would have been better if we had somebody else in and we bought some of these signings. Yes, it could have been better, but at the end of the day, we're still properly look, in the I, game. Look, if we don't make it into the playoffs at, at the minimum, I'm not going to be calling for the manager's head because it wouldn't be worth it, nor mm. am I going to call for the owner to go, and nor am I going to call for, You'd be blaming to on be, me. Uh, call for us to be sitting <laughs> down at the final I'll game of the season. But, 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 but. What has to happen is that we've got to re get a really positive attitude. Is that we are a playoff team, if not an automatic promotion team, and that's what's got to exist for the next. My analogy. This is my analogy. I would rather be an unpolished diamond than a polished turd. Okay, and that, that, listen, and that that brings it to a nice end. Let's talk about that Ipswich game. But look, we're going to have to have a little look forward because, other than last weekend, there's been lots of things happening this weekend in and around Griffin Park and in and around the league. So we're going to have a little peep around. And we're just going to see what exactly has been going down at Brentford and around the Championship. So, it's been a sort of relatively quiet week at Griffin Park. But saying that, it's also been quite an exciting week because on Monday, big news, tickets went on sale for the Fulham game. And my, did they? Did they? My, oh, no. oh, yeah. oh, really? You, you forgot, you missed General out. Sale, General oh, sale, no. Southampton. I love, the, I love the way everybody panicked at 10 past 10 when the website would work That's instantly. Right. The yeah, website that's went right. down on Monday at 10 past 10, 10 minutes after the uh, tickets went on sale for Fulham. Um, we got uh, 4,000 tickets to start off with, which were sold in a particular way. They were sold to season ticket holders with high points, then season ticket holders then to... And in fact, they have not even gone on, jail, on sale to, to members as yet. Uh, and it's gone a little bit mad. And also, as you probably know, we discussed it last week, Besotted decided that we wanted to have a singing section. We say singing section in inverted commas because people know what singing section means. Singing section uh, 
can either be described as a, a more boisterous section, a section where people want to be more boisterous on the terraces. And what we'll do is that you can actually sort of move people away from people. The people who don't want to be amongst the boisterous people could be sitting elsewhere so they're not annoying each other. And it works out, you know, that'll work out really well because we've had incidences at away games in particular where people who just want to sit there and watch the game, support their team, just get a little bit annoyed where they've got boisterous fans in and around them. So we thought this will help yeah, to sort it's, it out. It's about getting like-minded souls together. It's not about turning fan against fan, saying I'm, I'm, I'm more of a fan than you because I sing. It's just about... You know, we, we all know. We that's, all know. that's right. We were trying it's to find a bit of peace. It's just like, yeah. you know, the, the, like the, the back row of most away games. It's just trying to throw yeah. that aside. Yeah, we're trying to find a solution for a problem. So try to be proactive and, and positive about it. And, you know, like I said, it worked. The club, to be fair, they picked up on it. They created a singing block, um, which was 1,100 people, which sold out in less than 24 hours, which we knew it would do. Um, which possibly might create a problem, problem in itself because obviously you're going to have another three or 4,000 people who aren't within a singing section or whatever you want to call it, but that will just have to sort itself yeah, out. It's, it's thing, and you know, as I said last week, this is about basically trying to create an atmosphere that is, is most conducive to getting behind the players and getting behind the manager and giving us the best chance of getting a result. This isn't about sort of being awkward or anything, so and it's, it's not about turning one fan against the other so you know fair play to the club for doing it let's hope this is the start of uh, you know um, a more a more kind of holistic view to creating the best atmosphere because that's, that's why we go every week we go to away games to hopefully win and if we can we can give ourselves give ourselves a better chance of winning by by putting all the singers together then just do it yeah, I mean, I do think we ought to give a shout out to to, to Mark Devlin and Madeline and, and other people at, at the club for for sorting this out because we've been criti- we've been critical about the in the past. Okay, they actually listened and did something about it. Um, I'm sure there are improvements they can make for um, other you know for the future. But hey, um, no, thank you, thank you, people for at least at least going some of the way towards sorting out some of the problems that have existed. That's right. So yeah, so which is great. So because I mean, it's a few weeks to go now, but everyone's got quite excited about this it's gonna, game. It's going to sell out. I mean, you know, I, I, I wrote this morning. It looks like you're going to have seven thousand, and it looks like that that might be the might be the way. And big big game, you know. They you know they for Fulham. Yeah, for Fulham. It's their cup final now. Well, they they, yeah. they could they they might need a point or a win to stay up um, by that stage as well. So there's a lot right there. There's a lot riding on that game. And I know that their fans are going to say, "Oh, it's your cup final," but. You know, it's a decider. We lost. We lost the league cup game, um, um, they lost the, the, the first league game. So you know, it's the season decider. And all, best, the best of it, I mean, we, like I said to you, it's going up from four thousand to we're getting an extra. We've, we've ordered an extra nine hundred tickets, so it's going to go up to five thousand. So it looks like we're going to sell out the five thousand probably by the end of the weekend. We'll go on general sale on Monday. We'll have an extra. You know, it could go all the way up to seven thousand two hundred tickets from what we've heard, which is quite mad. Now, when was the last time Brentford took seven thousand fans to an away oh, game? And well, in a league game, probably. Well, I can't remember. Um, we took a lot to Orient, but nowhere near. No, two thousand three hundred was Orient. Yeah. Well, no, no, nowhere on this level. Um, but well, you know, again, you know, if you can get to Brentford, you can get to Fulham. There's absolutely no reason why you can't do that. So if, you, if you're if you're getting seven thousand at home, we took six thousand to Anfield again, wasn't it? Was it six or seven? I can't remember. I think it's. I'm sure. I'm sure Mark Chapman will have the stats. We'll be able to ask him, and he'll be able to confirm. Uh, Biggest league attendances of the last sort of away attendances. Yeah, away attendances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's allocating allocation permitted, but you know, we'd also like to thank Fulham for their laissez-faire attitude to attending home games as well. well the I, general sign like, is on March the nineteenth. Well, I like the, I like the way that they're um, they've marked the occasion by um, you know encouraging their, their fans to wear foam foam fingers. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> I think that's uh, you know they're obviously taking this game seriously. Um, Fingered and by and foam. And, and, and apparently, uh, well, apparently the Fulham. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you get a coupon on the in the program as well. You can get some jelly at half time. <laughs> so listen, if you I mean if you've missed this story, if you ever check the besotted Twitter, or if you look on online on the Fulham website, they have uh, basically encouraged their fans to take uh, foam hands or foam yeah, fingers. Ella Chelsea with little plastic flags. Every home fan should have a little white paw, furry paw, on their seat to, <laughs> to intimidate the visiting team. It's I think it's Surrey FA. Juniors Day. They do it every Good Friday, apparently, in, a, in an attempt to emulate Chelsea, I imagine, with their little plastic flags. So why haven't we got a furry bee? 
we have. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 the last couple of games that I've seen. I don't know. Yeah, the, the last couple of Friday. We've got dignity instead, I suppose. So. The last couple of Friday games I've seen at Craven Cottage that have been televised, they've been waving little white handkerchiefs. <laughs> no, 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 that's the players. That's, that's the players. players. That, you'll notice that the Fulham kit resembles a surrender flag. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so um, we, we've got a situation with Fulham where they've got the foam hands, and uh, on our flip side, I mean, there's a few things happening for us. We've got a couple of boats which have uh, already sold out, from what I can understand. No, nothing quite as embarrassing as foam fingers. I, I, I'm, I'm, no. I'm going to complain. I hope, really hope Devlin sorted out us with some foam hands as well. You know, it should be. <laughs> You can see I'm, I'm, you can see I'm yeah, swiftly yeah. trying to move off this foam subject, you know, because we might get we might get sort of thrown into that. And before we know, it, by the end of this show, yeah. by the end of the show, we'll be we'll all agree that we actually need to uh, sort of get seven thousand foam fingers. Anyway, so moving on from foam hands, singing sections, and boats, and the Fulham game, so it it should be a uh, should be a good day out. Worry, let's let's worry yeah. about Cardiff and Blackburn first. That's right. We are. We had to get that in because everyone's excited about that one. But other news around Griffin Park at the moment. Now we're talking about an ex-player of ours, Andy Frampton, who has retired this week. Yeah, sad to see that because he was a good, uh, Andy Frampton was a good solid pro. I think that's all you can, you know, I mean, he never set the world on fire, but I always enjoyed watching him play for us. I thought he all turned in a good shift. I thought I think he was an ever-dependable um, defender in a, in a kind of a, a bit of a, 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 a couple of, a couple of, couple of seasons of kind of transition. Hmm. Um, he was a, I'll tell you, I have to say as well, I got to know Andy a little bit as well, and he's an absolutely sound bloke. Um, uh, he lived in Teddington for a little bit, and I got, I got to know him, um, and uh, yeah, um, he went. He went round to a few clubs. He he, he went to Gillingham for a bit, didn't yeah, he? And yeah. now obviously AFC for a little while. Um, yeah. Is he, is he staying in the game? Don't know. He was an intelligent guy. Um, you know, he's he yeah, come probably, out. Come probably out, not then. Yeah. He came out. <laughs> he came out you know, Crystal Palace. He was. He was. He, he got brought up through their academy. Um, so yeah, I, I've, got, I've got good. I've got fond memories of him. And there's, and, and there's a couple of absolutely blinding photographs on the, on the Besotted Twitter feed and on Besotted. Doing a, uh, UK. Phil Jones impression. Yeah, one of Gurning uh, getting uh, getting a booking, and one of this. Well, I won't, I won't insult the, the, the woman, but it's um, a less than attractive fan looking at him as he's running out. It's it's brilliant. Hottie, yeah. Not hottie of the year. No, no. not one of the hottie um, of the year. Yeah, so I've, I've got a really fond memory of him uh, of uh, as well of being in Brook Road and those game one season we had someone. I think we might have had someone like Clark Masters sitting goal um, sent off sent off I think against Gillingham and he was getting pushed left right and centre by their players um, you know in, in the melee afterwards after this professional foul and, and Frampton came over and took charge of the situation and you know these sort of things that you, you think nothing at the time but you really remember you think what a decent guy put himself about like separated these four or five players grown men having a go at this teenager in goal and how, how, how caring that was and risking himself yeah so maybe we need to have some foam Framptons, mate. <laughs> Framptons. Andy Framptons. Yeah, well, good luck on him. Hope he goes. So, yeah, good luck on Andy Framptons. So, yeah, and... Um, we'll, just, we'll just start going in. Yeah, cheers, Andy. Yeah, cheers, Andy Andy Frampton. But also, looking around the league, let's just have a look a little bit around the championship at the moment now. I mean, we've been talking about strikers, talking about Andre Gray and the fact we did or didn't get strikers in. And we were looking at those the top teams and, you know, what they do and what they don't do. And also, as we know, Brentford have got an ethos, and you know we're not going to go out and just spend money for the sake of it, are we? You know, that's just not that's just not what we do. But we were quite surprised to see that uh, Jordan Rhodes looks like he's been put up for sale, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, Try before you buy. I'm I'm a bit surprised at the timing of it because they're still in the FA Cup, and this 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 is kind of. Um, yeah, they're kind of punting him around, or someone is, whether whether it's Blackburn or whether it's his agent or whether it's the player. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit surprised that Premiership clubs not coming for him a little bit sooner, to be honest, because uh, you know there's there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of average players in the Premiership that are on the fringes that haven't got his scoring record. Um, yet you know everywhere he's been, um, he's, he's he's done the business. You know. Um, Shows you what Roy Keane knows about football, doesn't it? You know, he, he got rid of him when he was at Ipswich, and uh, 
Roy Keane's been just an absolute catalogue of disaster disasters. Yeah. yeah again I mean he was I mean well he, he obviously made his mark at Brentford so he came to Brentford absolutely brilliant scored goals I'm, I'm getting an irrational hatred for the man because you know, he's been on he's been on ITV and BBC this week and yes. what, he doesn't look happy to be in either place no. and what does he know I don't, I don't, he, he, he was a moody footballer back in the day and he's, he's a moody pundit now I don't, I don't want to I don't want to listen to him and he, he, he can't manage so I'd, See you ra- later. I'd rather listen to Roy Keane than I would do Mark Lawrenson, though. Mark Lawrenson. Nah, at least Laurie's got a sense of humour. Well, I just can't. No, Mark Lawrenson seems to complain about everything. He's getting paid. He's getting paid decent whack to watch football games and seems miserable with everything that happens. I couldn't, at it. I couldn't, you dis- know. I couldn't disagree more. There you go. Yeah. The thing about Rhodes, though, is he he's banged in sixty-six goals in one hundred and thirty-one games for Rovers, mm. and now average, he's average. Yeah, well, and he's you know, and now he's likely you know. Middlesbrough have made a bid for him to, you know, to take him on loan with a view to buying him at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, well, that's the question. Why is it? Why hasn't he gone up it beforehand when he went from Huddersfield? To, maybe Blackburn had a bit of money. Maybe he's got a clause. If the money, the, the money they're touting about for him is double what what Blackburn paid for him, so there's a tidy profit there. Maybe he's him. got a foam addiction. A, mm-hmm. But what's yeah, interesting, actually, is that... The cottage. But what's interesting is apparently Gary Boer has come out. He's not keen on actually on actually selling him, cause, and the, the whole deal's been referred to the, the Indian chicken farmers who own Blackburn now. Because yeah. uh, Boer, pa- Boer says, and I'm reading from the quotes he gave to a press conference after they won at uh, Bolton, We've got 11 league games left and the FA Cup quarter-final replay with a visit to Wembley if we're successful. So why would be letting him? Why we would be letting him go at this stage is beyond me. So yep. that's the Rovers manager yeah. saying. Oh, that, great! Yeah. I said about you know why are they thinking about it when they're still yeah. in the cup? And you just what you would you know? Yeah, but if he's not starting, if he's not starting, maybe his agents in the year, the owners, the sweeteners, you know, promises of certain percentages of you know. Came on, came on at Blackburn's midweek game this week. Scored in stoppage time. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, as, as well, he's, he's, if Scotland have a good qualifying run as well, his profile will go up as well. So you know, you're thinking in maybe six months or a year's time, it'd be really good to sell. But then, mate, to a certain extent, but I suppose if they think they think if we can get the money now, you know, again, you know, yeah. I don't know because they're playing. Um, we need more chickens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've got that scenario where he's. Um, you know, like I said to you, he's, somebody's touting him, and um, if they if they can sell, I mean, he, he you know we were, he was a bit player. Not he's not a bit player. We think he's brilliant, but we were we were shocked that he wasn't playing against us. He came off the bench against us, and they obviously doesn't feature in their plans, or he doesn't work with the manager, or there's something not right. And also for him, there's something. And also you think about it for him, in a foreshore esque type way, you get the phone call like foreshore did. Hey mate, Borough. Right, you know, we're, we're going up this season. You fancy it. You know, maybe he's come in in a, say, foreshore quite way and he forces the transfer. Look, look, mate, I've got to get out of here. Look, you know, I've got a brilliant opportunity to go to a club and if I go there, they'll probably but win. The, 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 the clock's ticking, isn't yeah. it? You know, you, you, you get so many years as a, as a pro. Um, you can't do any more than score in most of the games he plays in. And if he's, you know, he needs to be in a team... Maybe he's not getting the right chances anymore. Maybe he needs to be in a, in a team that's on the up, not one that's on the down. Or, yeah, or, or just be the main man rather than playing with another decent striker. It's a sh- yeah. In fact, it's almost it's a shame that he's worth so much because um, he could do with coming to Brentford. Yeah. That's a fact. He, yeah. he could do. We could do with having him. Yeah. Um, we're not going to pay that kind of money, but yeah. we could do with having him. Yeah. And, and it, get him in on loan would be an absolute well I'd just be doing car wheels yeah. but of course it does show that's why we've had so much difficulty in actually getting in somebody um, in on loan or you know looking at in the forward line because if Jordan Rhodes is worth 10 million 12 million pounds you know and we're not we're, we're, right? we're not able to pay or don't want to pay that type of money seriously though what, what does that make Andre Gray worth now well I mean again you look at those three or four Andre Gray I think it's probably worth if you look to me the grey, the grey word is Demari Grey at Birmingham. If he's yeah. worth five mil and they turn that down, what is Jota, um, Andre Grey, Odebaju? What kind of money are they worth? Because it's it's all kind of yeah. But talking about strikers in particular, Day's right. I mean, Grey Grey is now at least at the five mil. Yeah, it's about a nice round. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's about momentum there. It's about someone whose career is on slightly going on the up, and someone whose career may have peaked. And he's young, young still. It's Grey. You know, so yeah, I mean, so that, yeah. that's the whole thing, and that's again, that's the ethos of Brentford. You know, buy them in, 
players people don't know about and buy them in, build the value, and then you make the decision as to whether or not you sell them or you just keep them and, and, and use them for what you need to. You know, but Jordan Rhodes, yes, also just quickly around the championship, the sack race, Holloway. Inevitable. Well, he, he's one that we mentioned several weeks ago, being as being the next one, and you know it was inevitable. It's a shame because you know everyone, everyone's got a soft spot for Ollie. I think he's a, he's, a, he's a nice guy. Quite a lot of people wanted him for Brentford manager after yeah, Uwe Rosler. But but we you know that was before we kind of knew. That. I mean I, I think that he, he was before we knew what what the parameters were of our next manager. Then he was kind of an, you know an obvious one. Once once we really were educated to the fact that we're you know we might be thinking slightly outside of the. The, 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 the managerial conveyor belt then you know then that, that changes things slightly but um, he's know. just a deluxe Martin Allen for me with a stranger accent yeah well yeah he just he seems to polarise teams either they go on amazing runs or, or the arse falls out of them they sink and he, he you know he, he, almost in a way you could say that we're, we're a bit like that ourselves we either win or lose but that seems to be him and and he seems to be slowly doing that cycle down the divisions or down down the teams. Whether he'll get another big payday now um, remains to be seen, or whether he'd want to settle and be a massive fish in, in in somewhere like Bristol. I mean, Nick. I mean, you spoke to Harris um, at the Millwall development game a few weeks back um, when Holloway wasn't doing that great, and you sort of said to him, mm, "You might be manager in a few weeks," and he, he poo-pooed it, didn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, that shows what you know. You should never trust. You should never trust a professional football manager. And looking back on it, I can see, you know, that he wasn't going to tell me whatever. That, and I'm glad you mentioned Harris actually, because he is a Millwall legend. Um, he's a really nice guy as well. Um, Kadeem or no, 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 Neil Harris. Neil Harris. Really, he's a Millwall legend. Really nice. Really nice guy. Um, and my only worry is that he will ruin his reputation because the Millwall team stinks so much. It, it, it didn't work for Shearer, did it, at Newcastle? You know, this, this I, view, it's maths. They've got to hope that Fulham lose three, I've got win three. The only, How many have they won the only, this season? The only, indication, the only indication I can say is having watched that under-21 development game, which was played in the appalling conditions. It was really windy that day in the pitch at Jersey Road. They stuck them around on one of the pitches right at the back. So it wasn't any, so it wasn't the best of surfaces. But actually, Millwall under twenty ones didn't look bad. And if Harris had been in charge with every year, so good luck to him. And you know, because I, you know, I've got a lot of soft spot for Neil Harris. And in a funny way, um, I wouldn't mind if if we're not going up this year, I wouldn't mind going back to the Den to see where they might improve their customer service uh, next year. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. You might be on your own on that one. <laughs> and is it? It looks like they're going down and they're now officially London's second most racist club after <laughs> Chelsea, so a bad year all in all. So. But this is, is, this, is this bad news, though, for the Harris? Because obviously we're playing them next week, in fact. Um, and, you know, we've got that whole manager turnaround syndrome. Oh, no, they've got a new manager in. Oh, they're going to be trying really hard. Is this going to be a problem? I mean, we well, it wasn't a problem idea. against Norwich. No, it wasn't. But, but we, we, we obviously kick-started their season, though, didn't we? I don't, I don't care about Mill. I just want them to come to... Brentford in absolute tatters and um, us you don't you don't like them no one likes no, them well they don't care <laughs> <laughs> but I, do, I just want them to come I want, I want us to do a job on Millwall similar to the one we did on Blackpool where maybe with a few more shots in fact um, but on target we, we, we need games like that at the moment yeah. I, I don't want I don't want Millwall to be buoyed I want them to be sunk um, and you know that's nothing I've got a lot of time for Millwall fans um, I know a few, and they're all—they love their club as much as I love mine. Um, but we need Brentford to, to to have an easy an easy time of it. And, and, and it's interesting you say about them being sunk because they, they like everybody else are coming down to Brentford by boat. And also, again, if you ever check around and see exactly what they're saying about us, well, I don't want them to actually physically be sunk. <laughs> I'm and also they're, they're not they um they won't be waving okay, they'll well, be drowning okay, well, if, their boat, right, if their boat yeah, goes yeah. down i want them to get their feet wet i don't want them to die right? <laughs> but um but also they're um they 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 they, they, they believe that brentford were uh, one of the best teams that one of the best teams that played them this season as well the fans said that we absolutely tore them a big one or whatever you, the, the, the words that they they use um, us and I can't remember the two other teams that they played I think Borough was one of them and I think Norwich might have been the other teams that they said were absolutely fantastic but they said Brentford were 
brilliant and they, 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 they're not looking forward to coming to Griffin Park and from what I saw as well their tickets they, they, they haven't had much enthusiasm in buying tickets for the game on Saturday even though it's been a high alert game moved to one o'clock and the police have made all the pubs serve plastic glasses and put oh, all so sorts of rules into it you're a risk supporter yeah the risk supporter yeah. category yeah there's a bit yeah. of a have yeah. a ticket for the risk section please <laughs> yeah that's right but anyway that's uh, in a couple of weeks time so uh, that's that's the news in the round I mean one other thing we'd say as well I mean everyone keeps on messaging us emailing us texting us about our uh, these uh, retro t-shirts that we wear and they ask us where do we get from and uh, we could we, we, we've got no idea and they just they just appeared you know through our letterbox one day didn't they like, yeah we got some uh, we got some um London Pride. Oh no, we haven't. We've got Brentford Pride T-shirts coming soon. So um, we've got some Pride of West London T-shirts uh, made up. Yeah, um, no, limited be, edition, very limited edition. There'll be, be a story on the Besotted uh, website in the next next forty eight hours. So watch this space, and uh, we're going to make them as affordable as we can, and um, you, we're going to make them to buy. So. Um, yeah. Have I mentioned expensive jacket potatoes? You have mentioned oh, expensive okay. jacket potatoes, but like I said, those T-shirts, there, there won't be very many of them made, so, made up. So you've got to, limited so, edition. So people have got to buy a T-shirt to pay they're, for Dave's expensive say, jacket potatoes. Say, you can, uh, each, each one is worth what, 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 one and a half jacket potatoes per T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's the exchange rate. Anyway, looking forward to the weekend. We are going to talk a little bit about the Cardiff game. So Saturday, big game. Big, big, big game. We were chatting, me and Lainey were chatting about this a bit earlier. We said this game is actually huge because, you know, we actually really do need to win. We're playing Cardiff. Um, if you have a look at their record, their record in this since we played them a couple of months ago hasn't been great. And we need to keep ourselves in the game because we at the moment are playing teams who are outside the top six. So we can't actually catch up on these teams if we actually lose to these teams outside the top six. So this is a big game for us on Saturday. And um, on paper, it, it should be a home banker, shouldn't it? It should be, mate. Um, but we saw at uh, at Cardiff, I was to say Indian Park then, but we saw at um, whatever their ground is called now in Cardiff, that um, although we went 3-0 up at half-time, um, they have got enough about them to, to come back. And you know, in Kenwyn Jones, they have got some player there. Um, which does bring us back to our defensive frailties. So if we if we can if we can mark him out again, then uh, you know I, th I think I think at home we are a different proposition. Um, I think we're going to come out of there um, on fire, and um, I think that Cardiff will be very very wary about us. And there's an aura about us at home that we we haven't got away at, the, at this current stage. So I think we'll do right. I mean. Just to looking at their results, I mean, the, the, the results haven't been great. They've got a few draws, but other than beating Fulham 1-0 since we played them, which obviously we're very happy with, um, they've lost against Watford 4-2, they've lost to Norwich 3-2, they've lost two once against Borough. Um, I think they've beaten Rotherham and Wigan. I think both of those are both away, so they've lost, they've won those two, and they've obviously beaten Fulham um, at home. But other than that, it's been a few draws and losing against the top team. So their record isn't great, and... Um, the confidence is, is pretty low, has to be said. Yeah, um, and I mean anything that we if we can get one up on Russell Slade again, you know that'll do that'll do me. Um, so I wouldn't. He hates us. Well, you know I don't I don't like him either. You know. Um, yeah, well, it, it, I think this will be it's almost a written off season for them. Consolidation now. Got rid of the manager. They've got the kit back. I think you know for the fans. There's, a, there's, there's that's the silver lining or the glitter on the polished turd, if you will, of their season. They'll probably expect to go, to go again, as Harley Dean would say, and, and have a push for playoffs or, or promotion next year. Don't know about the budget. You know, looking around at the other games, you've got a couple of big clashes with Middlesbrough against Ipswich, and uh, you've got Norwich Derby as well. So you know, we should be expecting. Like I said, you know, whether it's Cardiff, whether it's Millwall, we should, whoever it is now, comes to Griffin Park, we should expect the win. Uh, right. and, and then we don't have to worry about the away games. They they haven't sold out their allocation yet. Right, they've done fourteen hundred so far, yeah. you know. So, but they're, they're disillusioned again. If you ever look around, like I said, I, I look around. I talk to a lot of the the away fans, and oh my god, I mean, they know they've got their blue kit back as you talked about as well, and they've also got their blue bird back on the on the crest as well. So the red dragon's gone. They've got the blue bird back with the the, the, the little dragon, which is outside the town hall or something like that. So they're very delighted about that, but. 
it still hasn't been enough because it's almost like they've been punched in the gut and they're still winded and uh, and they, they, they still can't get the vibes. So you've still got a lot of people talking about not renewing season tickets next season and they're still not happy. And you know, I, I think, you know, you've got Oli Gunnar Solskjaer arriving, you know, vetted to be this, to be as good a manager as he was a player. And it didn't work out, and they, the Premiership dream crumbled immediately. They got Swansea next door laughing at them in their ascendancy, yes, okay. and you know who, who they see as their immediate, you know, is where they should be as a minimum. And then you've got Russell Slade come in, and he's, you know, he, to be fair to him, he's changed it around. So Moore's in goal. He's, he's, he's dropped players. He's moved things. He's steadied the ship. But whether they think truly that Russell Slade will get them playing exciting decent, effective championship football is another thing. They're not happy with him at all. I mean, they still think that, you know, tactically he gets it wrong. Um, interestingly, like he said, we might say that he hasn't had a chance as such, and he's only recently managed to get his own players in. You know, Simon Moore, I'd say, is, is his own player. Even though he was there before he joined, he obviously tried to sign him at Orient. Um, could he... Would you say, on the, the spectrum of Brentford Moores, He's the best Moore we've had in recent years, and then Liam Moore, medium, and Chris Moore, four more. <laughs> Demi Moore's nice. Demi Moore, yeah. <laughs> That's a good. I mean, yeah, they are. I mean, Russell's. More, 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 more. Yeah, what, what, but oh he's my got what a team, what a spine of a team. There could more, be, more. what, four ex Brentford players? That's right, players? you've got him, Kadeem, Kadeem Harris, you know, yeah, again, which he knows about. Um, uh, 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 who else? We've, uh, got, uh, we've got Addy Amy, Addy Amy. Uh, Kadeem Harris and Conor McCauley. Oh yes, McCauley. Yeah, McCauley. Yeah, he's scored a few goals. He's the one. 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 He um, he's fast in in the box. Yeah. Um, box know, in the box. Box in the box style. You your defence. You know, wobbly as they have been, can they cope with somebody like that at the moment? Uh, if anybody come back to bite us, it could be McElhenney on uh, Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see Addy Amy play against us again, and just just you know that someone leaving, going on to better things, kind of at their prime, and then that that that's a way of us measuring how far we've moved on in the last couple of years where people like Forrester and Amy Moore thought they had to leave to step up and now we've we've kind of stepped up past them. Yeah. I think we just we need to overwhelm them like we have done in the last couple of home games and then yeah. it, it almost doesn't matter how potent the strikers are because they're just we, they would have conceded more goals than they can score. What actually happened at the away game is that we in the first half we played really fast, really fast, really positive and we, we backed off a bit no. or, you slowed down a bit and then Douglas came, Douglas came off. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, there was a sloppy, keep, sloppy goal almost from the kickoff in the second half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just but just keep yeah. just keep the tempo up, you know, keep the tempo up and I reckon should be all right. Should be all right. Okay, so listen, let's just round this up. And of course, we go around the table to see what your predictions can be. Um, let's go back to Ipswich. Can you remember what your predictions were for last week for Ipswich? I don't think... Oh, you, ah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> Someone say one or three. Oh, Someone there you go. Yeah. I predict that the jacket potatoes are going to be cheaper this weekend. Probably. Probably. Just um, fractionally. Um, am I, as, a, as the winner last yeah. week, do yes. I get to go first? Yes, you can. Um, I'm going to go... 3-2 Brentford. Oh, I'm going to go 1-0 Brentford. Oh, Lee? I think a nervy 1-0 oh. as well. A nervy but dominant 1-0. And I'm going to go 2-0 to Brentford. I think we'll just get them out of sight. That's enough. So it's, it's, a, it's a clean sweep of Brentford wins. It is a clean sweep of Brentford wins. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. But we've only got nine games to go after that so we can make amends I somehow. Think if, if we drop points here then we'll have to look at you know, gaining points somewhere else where we could have afforded to have lost away from home. Well, if we drop if we drop points on Saturday, we've got to win on Tuesday, Tuesday. at Blackburn. Yes. Yes. The, other, yeah. the other thing, about but we've got to win a bl- we've got we've got to win them all. Let's just win them all. Let's just win them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be all right. The, yeah. the, other, the other important news we haven't mm. talked about really is um, that Russell Russell Brand has um, followed the Soviet audio boom. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he did. He yeah. said, we were there first. "Yeah, he said, look, Besotted are an audio beam, and I need yeah. to to go there as we well, there, yeah. and I need to come down on Saturday." Oh no, the tickets are sold out. We're doing this well. We twice a week podcast. We're doing twice a week podcast. Copied us there as well. That's right. I don't, I don't you know, after we shacked up with Zach Goldsmith's sister, you know, Mister Mister Anti Lionel Rhodes, Mister Anti. He shacked up with everyone's sister. Never, was, yeah, that's that's it, yeah allegedly. No, I don't think it is allegedly. I think he has. He hasn't shacked up with my sister. No. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. But listen, yeah, Russell, uh, welcome to the boom, and uh, you can check Besotted 
every week. Well, he's West Ham fan, isn't he? He's welcome down to Griffith Park anytime we We're all relaxed now. And a day and a bit to go. We need that result on Saturday. So just going to round this up now because this has been Besotted Pride of West London podcast. And um, catch us besotted.co.uk, audioboom.com, besotted, or iTunes. Press that subscribe button now. And you don't even have to worry about it. It'll come directly to your phone, to your iPad, to your computer or whatever. It stalks you. That's right. It'll be absolutely excellent. And also videos, one for every game, Besotted 1992 on YouTube. Check it out. Check out the one from Ipswich. It's funny in the pub. And uh, there'll be one for this game as well. Besotted Pride of West London podcast. We're going to play Cardiff on Saturday. Fingers crossed, three points. This is what we need. Phone fingers crossed. Phone fingers on the way. Big game. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.